0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News.
1: Alabama. Alabama. Our great state.
0: The voice of Alabama values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
2: Another one decides to take on Governor Ivy Today, Lou Burdett is announcing his plans to run for governor of Alabama by first entering the Republican primary against Kay Ivey. Burdette has been serving as president of the King's Home for the past 19 years. King's Home is a Christian nonprofit organization that serves women, children, and families in need. 62-year-old Burdette will be making the official announcement today at the King's Home in Chelsea. Burdette revealed his campaign plans to 1819 News Editor-in-Chief Ray Mellick. He told Mellick that people in Alabama may not know who he is right now or be paying attention, but that will change. Burdett maintains that he is a true conservative with a biblical worldview, and that is how he will lead the state. Burdett says that he learned as a 15-year-old teenager to not give up. He is referring to the time he was kidnapped from his father's grocery store in the town of Roanoke, where he grew up. Burdett was then thrown into a well, pelted with rocks, shot in the head, and left for dead. Burdette was able to climb out of that well and get help. He says the experience has toughened his skin and made him relentless for Alabama. The National Weather Service is confirming that two tornadoes touched down in Madison County on New Year's Day. The twisters were rated as an EF zero when they hit the communities of New Market and Triana, doing some damage there. Those twisters came in the evening hours with winds of 85 miles per hour. One person was reported injured, no fatalities. A missing Montgomery man is found safe and sound on Monday of this week. John Smith and his wife Marilyn were reported missing this past weekend from their home in Montgomery. Police say both of them suffer from dementia. Marilyn Smith was found before her husband was, and she was then returned home. John Smith was recognized on Monday when he walked into a credit union in Hoover, which is outside of Birmingham. Smith had been driving around in his car since Sunday and has now been safely returned to the care of family members. Birmingham police are asking for the public's help in solving a cold case from 2018. Officer Truman Fitzgerald even posted a video to WBRC News regarding the shooting death of Norris Barnes in Bessemer.
3: As of right now, we have no one in custody. The preliminary investigation reveals that Norris Barnes, along with two other males, were at the location changing a tire on the white F-150 when shots rang out. He was fatally struck. If anyone has any information on this case, please call us directly at 205-254-1764 or if you wish to remain anonymous, dial Crime Stoppers at 205-254-7777. Often cases like this are solved by tips from viewers like you.
2: Texas based Waterburger is expanding further into Alabama. The hamburger franchise has now opened its doors to a new restaurant in Auburn. The Burger Joint is located near the Tumors Corner area in that city. It's a 24 hour restaurant with an open dining room. The Waterburger in Auburn is sponsoring the university's athletic program through 2024. For more in depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com.
0: You're listening to The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. National news is
2: next. A federal judge delivers an injunction for U.S. Navy SEALs who do not want to get the COVID-19 vaccine. The temporary injunction was made on Monday of this week in response to Navy SEALs who are suing President Joe Biden for his federal vaccine mandate within the military. The Navy SEALs are seeking a religious exemption from getting that vaccine. The lawsuit was filed by First Liberty Institute back in November on behalf of 35 active-duty SEALs. U.S. District Court Judge Reed O'Connor said in his ruling that there is no COVID-19 exception to the First Amendment and there is no military exclusion from the U.S. Constitution. The General Counsel for First Liberty Institute, Mike Berry, says that forcing a service member to choose between their faith in God and serving their country is abhorrent to the Constitution and America's values. This case is likely to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. The CEO of One America Insurance Company is delivering some chilling news. Scott Davison runs a $100 billion insurance company out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Davison was speaking at a conference That was held just before the end of 2021. He revealed that the mortality rate of working age adults ages 18 to 64 is absolutely skyrocketing.
0: We are seeing right now the highest death rates we have ever seen in the history of this business. Not just at One America. The the data is consistent across every player uh, in in that that business. Now, this is primarily um, working age people, 18 to 64 that are in employers like all the employers on on the screen here. And what we saw just in third quarter, we're seeing it continuing to fourth quarter, is that uh, death rates are up 40% over what they were pre-pandemic. Now, just to give you an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or a one in 200 year uh, catastrophe would be 10% increase uh, over pre-pandemic. So 40% is just unheard of. And for One America, uh, we expect the costs of this are going to be well over $100 million. And this is our smallest business.
2: Davison did not make any connection to these deaths and either COVID-19 or the COVID-19 vaccine. However, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, Dr. Robert Malone, recently responded to this report and says that at minimum, this indicates that the U.S. government and HHS has had a profound public policy failure in choosing to aggressively promote vaccines rather than conduct a clear federal campaign for early treatment with life saving drugs that could avoid the loss of life. Malone goes on to say that, at worst, this report implies, based on the number of deaths in the last two quarters of 2021, that the workplace vaccine mandate is truly a crime against humanity. Since the massive loss of life is not within the elderly but working age adults. Some good news is coming out of the state of Florida after last week the state surgeon general, Joseph Ladapo, sent a letter to the Biden administration blasting the federal government for stopping the shipment of monoclonal antibody treatments to that state. This past Monday, Governor Ron DeSantis held a press conference in which he revealed that the communication sent to the White House worked in getting the federal government to start sending monoclonal antibodies.
1: Many of you know we were uh, concerned about what was uh, happening with uh, taking back of the supply, even more so than has been, of monoclonal antibodies. The federal government had stopped sending both Regeneron and the Eli Lilly monoclonal, uh, and that was based off uh, some preliminary uh, study saying that, that, that it may not be as effective against Omicron. Uh, but of course, Omicron is not the only variant that's out there, and it's something that we actually have seen applied with Omicron patients, and we have seen symptoms resolved. So it's not clear that this is not something that is going to um, not be a benefit. It may not be as good as it was against Delta, but we obviously want to have that here for patients to be able to do it. And so uh, we, under Dr. Ladapo's leadership, we push back against that. Uh, we feel there's no need for it to just be sitting on the shelves. Uh, we ask them to stop preventing the distribution of these treatments. And fortunately, yesterday, uh, HHS decided to reverse course, and they are going to uh, be sending uh, these treatments. I think that's the right thing to do.
2: Ladapple also spoke during that press conference.
1: In terms of treatment, you know, fortunately, my department and and the governor's office were able to work together uh, to put together an effective communication last week um, to reverse the completely senseless decision that the federal government made to withhold effective treatment from populations during a surge um i have a i have an md and a phd but you didn't need either one of them to figure out that that wasn't the uh wasn't the right decision and uh, unfortunately the federal government has reversed on that so that's that's also good news for florida and good news for the rest of the of the nation
2: The state attorney general for New York, Letitia James, recently subpoenaed two of former President Donald Trump's adult children, Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump Jr. The two were requested to be part of a civil lawsuit that is similar to a criminal investigation that James is conducting against their father. Both the daughter and son are refusing to comply with the subpoena and plan to file a lawsuit that blocks James' request. You're listening to the Daily Detail from 1819 News You won't want to miss out on Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about social media hijinks.
3: But as I get into it, let me tell you why it's also so important. It's not just because it's the public square. It's not. I think I've said it on here before. There are stats now that show that upwards of 70%, 70% of all American adults who check the news, check it through either Facebook or Twitter. 70% Seventy percent of people get their news sourcing in the United States through one of those two platforms. Wow, oh, that's huge. I, I I wrote a piece. I used this before as a title, so I'll say it again because it always sticks out in my mind. Before I ever had this radio show, I thought if I ever get a chance, I'm going to use this. Well, so John Mayer, the uh, the singer songwriter. So anyway, all said and done, John Mayer has a um a song where he says. When you own the information, you can bend it all you want, and uh, and that's um. That's where we are. They can they can choose to bend the information, where they want to. Well, when they're the ones who own the news sourcing, what do you do when the rest of the news is not worth going to because you can't get straight news on it? Story off of Newsbusters. Title of the article was "The State of the Media Is Not Good, Not Good." And they talk about the fact in this article on Newsbusters that literally what you find so often is that the media will very often find the storyline they want and they will stick with it at all costs. Like, don't let go. Don't, if, if we let go now, it'll, it'll be perceived as weakness. So they'll stick with a narrative even if it no longer works. And that's what they call it. It's called the narrative. So when the narrative is being twisted, when they own the information, so they bend it all they want, and those are the only sources you have available to you. So you turn to social media to get commentary or to get links to other stories. And then social media begins to delete those out or weed them out or, or at least suppress them so you can't see them. What are you stuck with? You're stuck with the narrative that they've all created. And the story on Newsbusters goes straight in there. And then it talks about, too, the fact that, my gosh, y'all, things like, if you remember... Uh, the Wall Street Journal pointed out uh, just recently that the New York Times opinion editor, he lost his job because he had the audacity to run an op-ed by Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton. And that over at the Philadelphia Inquirer, the senior editor, a guy named Stan Wisnowski resigned because he dared to, you know, say that the burning of buildings in the riots last year was important and buildings mattered too. Oh, okay. God forbid. So this, so here's, here's the deal. I'm telling you right now that The storylines are that the media forms the narrative. The media then, in in conjunction with social media, can decide what you get to see. And you have to really search to find stories that will report more than what they call the narrative.
2: You can find more of that podcast at RightSideRadio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail and want to get those reports directly to your phone, remember you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then.
3: Alabama. Alabama. Our great state.
0: Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.